heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Uh, welcome aboard, my fellow Americans. Malcolm at eight to the voice of a nation here. You see this news about Soros? Uh, this is a good place to start today, friends. Uh, and uh, so George Soros, which is pretty well um, any patriot's nightmare, uh, primarily, you know, uh, he is ceding uh, control uh, to his son, Alexander Soros. Alex, he goes by. And uh, $25 billion empire, plus, 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 you know. And he is conceding control to the sun now. And, you know, I started hearing reports, oh, I don't know, a year or so ago, that this way, this is the younger son now. This is the one they didn't think was going to get it, but he he's, he's getting it, all right. And I guess very loyal to the dead, that sort of thing. But they say, if you can believe this now, brace yourself, that he potentially is going to be worse than the father. It just keeps coming, doesn't it? Just keeps coming. Of course, Soros, as you know, is the guy who has got all these crooked DAs, such as Alvin Bragg is a perfect example up in Manhattan. And he's got a lot of these DAs in the office here, which are, it, it just goes against any civility or any any voice or reason uh, of, you know, of, of a, a peaceful life, to be sure, uh, because of all the crime and the fact that they just release everybody. They want all the criminals out. They want to empty the jails and put all the bad asses out on the roads and streets. And and you're seeing that. You're seeing a lot of this crime. And it's it's blatant. It's right in your face. Uh, they're not hiding anything. They come over. You know, who would go on a subway today? And they come over, bang you over the head, throw you in the tracks, and uh, run you over, pretty much. Uh, but this is all being supported by the Soros family. And, uh, in fact, um, the Open Society Foundation there, you know, the, the uh, group there that uh, George put together here, and, uh, and, and, you know, he's up there in years now. He's like 172 years old now. The father is, you know, um, and, um, but, uh, the, the son, Alex, I think he's about 37. Yeah. 37 years old. It is here. And now he's already the chairman of that open society foundation. He's already the chairman. He replaced his father already. And he uh, directs the political activity with the super PAC uh, that Soros has and all of that. And uh, so let me just, this is this is interesting. It's not good news, but it is interesting. Um, so the kid now, the young kid, he says, uh, and I quote, we think alike. He did a interview, one of the only ones, the first ones he did with uh, the Wall Street Journal, in fact, okay? And he said, we think alike, you know? Uh, he said, uh, while embracing some different causes, uh, those including voting and abortion rights, course that's voter fraud they're talking about because you're fraudulent people and uh, as well as gender equity and that's of course the whole trans uh, gay conversation of course uh and he plans to continue using the family's deep pockets to back uh, left-leaning u.s politicians well there you go left-leaning that's really what they're talking about here is communism that's what we're talking about it's marxism people it's totally it leftism progressivism i've been telling you in past days is a disease it's just a disease people and that's a fact and you see that 
Uh, the kid says, Alex says, I'm more political than dad, uh, comparing himself to his, his father. And by the way, he also just met with the, with the Biden administration. He met with uh, Chucky Schumer, of course, Mr. Personality himself out of New York, you know. And he met with heads of state in Brazil. Of course, they're all going really corrupt as well. Brazil is going really bad these days. Canada, Justin Trudeau, who is, uh, that's Mr. Woke himself, you know, and Canada is so far down the pale. I mean, they're turning communist. They're like turning like Red China right to our north here uh, because of Justin Trudeau and that country and all of those polit- political aficionados there, you know. And uh, so all of these DAs are being funded from this Soros group. And uh, it's not a good scene, people. And the fact that it's corrupt uh, and they're putting the worst of the worst into these power positions. He's paying, funding it all. A lot of money. Money talks, people. Money talks. When you have a lot of money coming in to fund these campaigns, you know, people don't know what they're voting for. People have lives to lead and they don't dive deep enough. And they just see the on the surface what these cats are promising. You know, yeah, yeah. Justice, equal, equality for everybody. <laughs> Bend over. You know, there it is right there, man. You know, now take one for the team. No, thank you very much. You know? And uh, uh, the other footnote on this, the last caveat on this is this. Uh, he also said that uh, he's worried, concerned, uh, threatened <laughs> by the former president, Donald Trump, that he's concerned, Alex is, you know, and of course, George always is, that he would return to the White House uh, and he said that uh, the Soros organization will play a key financial role in the 2024 presidential race. <laughs> Why is that significant? Well, it's significant because people, as we stated back on the weekend, when we were talking on viewpoint, you know, our backs are to the wall. They're absolutely to the wall. We can't take another term. There's no, your, your backs are to the wall right now. It's there's nowhere else to go. I mean, this Marxism now is taking root in the country. Everybody knows it. Left, center, front, back, forth. They all know it. Communists know it. Uh, the liberals and moderates know it. And and I've been telling you the recipe of what we got to do here. But clearly, uh, this is uh, this 2024 business is pretty serious. Uh, it's not it's, there's no more talking points. We don't hi- have to talk hypotheticals, people. It's not necessary. Uh, you, you're uh, listen. Let, let, let me say this in bold terms to you. I was telling my producer today here, and, and I'll just put it out there with you. It sucks to be born today. It sucks. How, how do I say it? I mean, it really sucks to be born in 2023 or 2020 or whatever. You know, sucks. I mean, who who would want to? Who would? What? Why? I mean, I know this doesn't even sound nice. It sounds very pessimistic. Like Malcolm, come on. You know, whatever. You know, I mean, it doesn't sound nice at all. But people, the the era we grew up in, you know, in the the 80s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and those of you, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s and 90s, whatever it is, you know, pick pick your pick your decade, whatever, you know, (laughs) that was peace on earth compared to what you're going to see ahead. I mean, that's peace. I mean, who would want it? Who would want it? You know, it's it's a bleak, bleak future. I'm telling you, it's uh, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. It's like a lot of those futuristic movies you used to watch, and they seem so far off in the distance. Like, nah, nah, not our America. I got news for you, people. I don't know. It's coming fast now. It's coming fast. 
I just want to stop the America round and say, you know, mom, I want to get off, please. Thank you. I've had enough of that spin zone. Had enough. I want to get off. Isn't that the way? Don't you feel that way too? I mean, I feel that way. Jeez, you know. But I feel for our young people. I feel for the kids. I feel for the young people. What are we doing here? What are we doing? What are we doing? I tell you all the time, we're going from the greatest generation, broke cost, greatest generation, World War One, World War II, amazing, saved the world, to the most screwed up generation there ever was and known to mankind. <laughs> That's the legacy we're going to leave behind people. How does that make you feel? Makes me want to vomit, you know, really. And that's what we're dealing with, people. I mean, you've got so much going on. And I want to tell you the message today I have for you is this. It's a very bleak future. Stop right there. Just stop it. Let me just say this. I'm an optimist. (laughs) Yeah, before you put your head on your soup. I'm an optimist. I mean, can, can you believe that? I'm an optimist. I believe in mankind. I believe in peace. I believe in God Almighty. I believe in the Christian nation. I believe in our beautiful country. I believe in the shiny city on a hill that Reagan put out there. I'm an optimist, people. And if I'm talking this way, if I'm trash talking like this, you're screwed. You're just screwed. I mean, you've got the out-of-control crime. That is clearly everybody knows it. I mean, it's it's, it's widespread and... People, you know, everybody runs around with these cliches, make America great again, America first, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, we're the best. You, you know, y'all just, you know, whatever, man. It's all rubbish. I mean, it's, you know, you can't have a great country. You can't have this without great American cities. Our cities and our even our suburbs now, it's a cultural rot. They're fermenting from the inside out. Who would want it? You see the headlines. I want to share some stuff with you today that's striking. It's going to, I hope it makes you angry. I ho- I'm hoping that's what it really does is it makes you angry and pulls you to action to do something about it or get those around you to wake up or something. You know, that's really what we're talking about here. I mean, you've got the, the out of control crime and, the, and you know, that's, and, and that's something that's, I don't wish that on anybody to be assaulted in this way and the way people are being, there's no value for human life anymore. It's, you know, then you see the homelessness, the sickness that's with all of that. And there's no answer for it. It's out of control everywhere in all these cities. And then there's wokeism stuff. I mean, the indoctrination of these generations that are totally lost, man. These people are eating fruit loops by the bucket loads. Jeez Louise. We gotta get the fruit loops out of their homes. I mean, it's like it's rotting their brains. You know? This whole thing, their whole version of a life is, you know, this whole trans thing, you know, start cutting body parts off and changing stuff and jamming it down your throat. Whether you like it or you don't like it. I mean, this is their new way of living. And they want that to be the normal. And if you don't accept it, well, you're a phobe. You're a racist phobe. It's not just that people can't do what they want to do. Of course they can. They always did it. They've been doing shit in the closet all their lives. Perfectly fine with that. We got to put that shit back in the closet, people. I mean, put it back in the closet. I'm sorry. I don't want to see that crap on Main Street. Take the gay parade and put it somewhere, man. I don't want to deal with that stuff. 
It's all right, man. You, I don't, I have nothing to, what? Listen, it's all cool. People say, well, you know, I love it when people say that, you know, yeah, like I got a couple of gay friends, you know, like what, we all have to qualify the situation. I'd say, it's like we did that back in the 80s and I, yeah, I got a couple of black friends, you know, it's like, you know, it's like, what, it's not such a cheap shot, isn't it though? You know, you know, yeah, you know, I'm not racist. I got a couple of black friends. I got, yeah, I'm not, I don't have a gay folk. I got, a, I got some gay friends. You know, we talk, they leave their stuff at the door. And that don't you find people doing that a lot now? Everybody's on defense. Everybody's on defense, you know? You're either racist or a gay phobe or a transphobe or a something. I mean, the culture is rotten. <laughs> so what happened to live your life? Live and let live. Hey Jew. Dun, 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 dun. What happened to those days, man? You know? I don't know. They're gone. Jeez. Well, I, I see, you know, between we, the wokeness, and then you got the AI coming. You see all this chat stuff they're worried about. You see all the warnings coming for that. What do you think that's going to look like? Jeez. You know? I mean, really, though. I mean, hell, I can't get the people around to obey what the hell I say. How the hell am I going to get AI to do it? I mean, we're, we're in trouble there, too. And then, you know, this whole COVID aftermath. COVID changed everything. You know, it's like, it's like, People, they're they don't they're not working from home anymore. Uh, they work they're out of their minds. They're not working from the job sites. They're not working in the big buildings. They are working from home. Actually, I uh, don't say they're working from home. Of course, they're working from home. What's the matter with you? You know, I mean, the office space is empty now. The numbers are staggering with what I'm seeing here. Listen, the current trend does not feel well for America's cities and and the suburbs as well. It's the same thing. And, and, and I'll tell you right now, unless this current political class is unseated, friends, the quality of life will become unquestionable and in many cases, unsustainable. It's an unsustainable future. It's a bleak future for American cities and, and America's way of life. It's, it's a very bleak future. So what does it take to change all of that? Yeah, well... As I say, you know, you, you've got to unsee, and you got, got the sorrows, dude. They're throwing money. They just print money up in the basement. They're like the federal government. Just keep printing money up, man. It's like no end in sight. I, I got to get me one of those printing machines. I mean, good golly. People are wealthy beyond what. Why don't the, why don't the good people have the capability? Do you notice all the evil people do that? The evil government and all the, they just keep printing us, right? I mean, why don't we have it on the good side? We got to fight evil with evil. What are you going to fight evil with good? NPR says uh, a lot of offices are still empty and it's becoming a major risk for the economy. And they're worried. Well, people aren't going back into the workplace. The, 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 who would want that? The cities are rotten. I mean, who, who wants that kind of a lifestyle? At one time, it was attractive. Not anymore today, people. Who would want that? So, yeah, they're, and they're not coming back. I don't think they're ever coming back. I think your cities are done. I wouldn't take it, would you? I don't want to live in any of that environment. No way, no how. I don't have the patience or the tolerance for it, for any of it, for that chaos, uh, everything that goes with that stuff, you know? Um, it's uh, They're talking here, uh, and, and it's just a couple of quick things here. An, uh, an unraveling of the office sector spells trouble. This is NPR now, not which, of course, NPR, you know, the government, the government voice box, you know? 
as, as Elon Musk calls them, right? <laughs> uh, they spell trouble for not only the banks that are owed an estimated $1.2 trillion in outstanding office loan debt, but also for countless small businesses that depend on white-collar customers, as well as cities that benefit from the property taxes tied to office buildings. It's a spiraling impact is what's happening here, people. 20% of the office spaces are empty right now across the country. 20%! And in other cases, in many of the cities, it's 25 30%. And of course, in some areas, you know, that are third world status, you're, you're dealing with 40 50%. Half of the property is empty. San Francisco is a classic case of that. Los Angeles, these are cities like a third world epic movie of baloney that you would have seen 30 years ago and never believed it was going to happen. And it's happening. It's happening right here, man. You know? And then you 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 add all the rest of this on there and you see what's happening. Now you see closing Nordstrom, Walmart, Whole Foods, Starbucks, CVS. They're all had enough. They're closing stores by the droves. They, I've been seeing these reports for some time now. They want out. Well, because people are walking right into the into these retail establishments and they're looking and laughing at the clerks and spitting on them and just smashing shit and taking everything out of the place they want. And that's like legal now. Like like it's like it's okay to do that. It's like, what kind of a country is this? Who we, what is going on? I mean, anybody talking about this stuff? I mean, this is like I can't believe I'm alive and I'm seeing this. You know, I'm just, I really can't. I didn't know when this was ever going. I didn't read this script, I guess, growing up, you know, that this was going to happen. You know, what happened to, I don't know, mom and apple pie and Chevrolet and all that crap. Bring that back, I guess, you know. Where's all that at? Uh, and it goes on. And then, of course, this doofus mayor, Eric Adams of New York City, says, we're losing chain stores that are closing down. <laughs> People are being employed, they, they, who are being employed in those stores are losing their jobs because of crime. You're an idiot. You're an absolute doofus. Uh, San Francisco, Los Angeles, San Diego, New York City, Seattle, Miami, Chicago, you know, it's, uh, uh, only America, you know. Lost retail stores from the beginning of 2017 to the end of 2021. Their numbers, this is from J.P. Morgan Chase Institute, a think tank. The numbers there stat is stating here are unbelievable. The, the 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 loss of retail revenue in dollars here. We're talking in the billions and billions and billions of dollars. The revenue that is lost to the cities and the towns, they can't afford it because that's tax revenue loss. And so they're declining at a rapid pace. All that's going to raise taxes. That's what's happens. Why you can't afford to even live in those markets because they can't afford it, and they're raising taxes on all those cities. I mean, who would want it? Walmart has shuttered 40 stores in the last year and a half and will close another 20. This is this is freaking Walmart. Walmart, you know, this is Walmart USA. Nordstrom has shut down 15 locations in 2023 and all those woke, blue, fabulous cities that Chucky Schumer brags about all the time of his wonderful politics. CVS announcing that they're closing another 900 stores over three years. Wow. Uh, hotel owners started to write everything off. You see the headline, the Wall Street Journal had a piece, they're writing everything off in San Francisco. That's just another, that's a third world entity, San Francisco. It's like going to Venezuela of some sort or whatever. Warren Buffett gets gloomy. He says, America's incredible period is coming to an end. Ah, 
Do you think, Warren? <laughs> the headline was in money-wise, you know. Elon Musk warns about a new housing crisis worldwide that's going to be devastating. Shark Tank, uh, Barbara Corcoran says, warns a bloodbath is coming for the real estate sector. Hang on. I think it's got to, you got to fight fire with fire at this. But I think, think, I think patriots and Republicans, conservatives, they're just too whatever, too, you know, too blase, too vanilla, too vanilla. You know, you don't bring a baseball bat um, to a fight to bring a couple of AK-47s. I don't know. Pick your poison. Stay right there. Or voice of a nation in just a moment. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at libertyatamericaoutloud.com. libertyatamericaoutloud.com. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Welcome back here. Welcome back. It is Malcolm Out Loud here, the voice of a nation. And uh, I'll tell you, it is, uh, you, you just start to look at all this. And I, it's just, I've been seeing the headlines in past days and weeks, and it just makes you sick. It makes you really, really sick as to what's happening. I want to start back here with sorrows, first of all, okay? This is like a nightmare that never goes away. And I remember a few years back, I never studied this family much. You know, a lot of people around me were hyperventilating about Soros. And I thought, how bad can one cat be? I mean, everybody was talking about him. It's like the whole globalist plan and taking over. And then, you know, then you start to look more and he has kids. I say, you mean somebody this evil has offspring? What does that look like, you know? And of course, the whole apple and the tree thing is pretty, pretty strong here. And now this kid looks like the devil reincarnated uh, of sorts. And this family is the family. It's like a, it's like everything is, it, it's, I mean, what is their master plan? I mean, it's not anything good. I mean, the way they run this, the, the, the money they put behind to defeat patriotism. And to, I, I, it's hard to fathom what their plan is. Um, it's it's pretty sick. Let me bring on Dave Smith here with us, and uh, <laughs> I don't know where to go. Uh, Dave is a, a police trainer, author, one of the most uh, terrific author, and JD Buck Savage, uh, well known in law enforcement uh, circles here. And Dave, I'll tell you, this whole Soros thing uh, makes you sick. And the kid now, Alex Soros, and, and Republicans run around and they're always talking about it, like you know Soros, Soros, Soros. But I mean. This now he's got the empire. The guy, the kid says he's worse than the dad. He's only 37 years old. 
I mean, we're already taking on water here. I mean, I hate to put it down to one guy or one situation like Soros, but I mean, this is a pretty bad situation. What do you do in this case with a guy like Soros? How bad is it, you think? It's pretty bad. You know, Soros is not a fool. He is, uh, he was very successful on Wall Street. You know, his tentacles go all around the world now. He's got his color revolutions going on, his open society. And I got to be honest with you, when you look at some parts of the American political uh, system, he just simply permeates it. And that's the problem. He he is a nihilist or nihilist, however you want to pronounce it. But it's a he doesn't really believe in anything but anarchy, as far as I can tell. He claims his he he calls his society the open society. But in the end, you're in a totalitarian world whenever he dominates. And it's it's terrifying to think that it, an even more ideologic Soros is taking over this this serious uh, octopus that's strangling our freedoms all around the world. Yeah. You know, you, you say what you're saying. I, I see uh, looking at Soros there. They talk. I, I get a kick out of their words. They talk a lot about, uh, you know, equal rights, uh, Dave, equal rights. And then they talk about, um, you know, human rights. I see that a lot. And then their words in their actions do not connect. Their actions are to put the worst of the worst in our cities, and they're bent on America. See, this is this is where this is where we're in the fight, Dave, of good and evil right now, and it's such it's so blatant right now. But the problem is, I mean, I can't say what I was just going to say because it wasn't <laughs> really nice. Yeah, but Republicans don't play well um at, at all they they play like uh, wimps would be a better word i need to use wimps to be proper p- politically correct here wimps they play like wimps dave why why is that they they you know they don't fight fire with fire um and these cats run all over us but the sorrows dude and i hate to put it down to one situation but they certainly don't help matters out do they no, they sure don't. And I got to say, I, it's got to, you got to follow the money. You know, Soros spent about 800 million yeah. taking down the Yeltsin back when money still carried a lot more weight when he took down the Russian, uh, uh, you know, political aspirations and control by of Yeltsin. You're talking about he, Boris Yeltsin? Boris Yeltsin. Yeah, those, he took, yeah. in essence, he took him down. He's trying to take us down as a people. And and, and what he's done, he, uh, the Republicans, our problem is we don't cheat. I, I, know, I hate to say it's a problem. But it's but so also... dumb, Dave. It's so dumb. I mean. <laughs> well, but... see, here's the thing. We know because we've seen this. And here's the thing. All of us know we live in a multi-tier judicial system, depending on what yeah. your status, your political background uh, your race, all these things. There's this whole criteria. It's a caste system for justice. And we know that any Republican who dares break a law, however minor, we know. Ask, ask Steve Bannon, you know, about getting prosecuted for uh, disobeying Congress. Meanwhile, we have the FBI refusing to turn over things right and left. It is. It's become a caste system. It, 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 frankly, it's terrifying. We've got to have Republicans that are going to swashbuckle and and kick butt. I mean, and that's what we need. That's what's great about Trump. What love him or hate him, he was defiant of that system. He was defiant of their rules. Yeah. And the problem he had is he trusted the people too much that were in power. Yeah. But Soros doesn't. Soros, what he knows is put people in power or buy the power. Uh from the people and that's what he's done if you look at the democrat party 
They're not a ground game. They're a special interest company. That's all they are. Look at their money. And all Soros organizations and all these leftist organizations all stem from that Soros philosophy. And you just simply can't find a, the Democrats don't have people that go out and get signatures. They buy people to go out and get signatures and they pay for signatures. You know, Republicans have their precinct committeemen out there gathering signatures yeah. and yeah. going door to door. It's a whole different world. And yeah. frankly, it's we've got to start playing rough. Well, that's it. Exactly. It's what I'm saying up front here is that uh, it's not enough to just uh you know, bring, I, well, I made that statement, which you guys is, uh, uh, with you all, you probably just flipped in your lip when I said, you can't bring a baseball bat anymore to the fight and they bring a couple of AK 47s. Is that what I said, uh, Dave, or something like that? I don't, I'm not sure what you said. Uh, that was, <laughs> I, I might have misunderstood. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think at this point, I mean, what else are we going to do at this point? We're losing, we're losing the deal here is what's happening here, slowly but surely. And you see it everywhere in in uh, in this life now. As you you look at all this, let me bring on uh, let me, right with you here, and just uh, you know, here's another big piece of this now. Big big piece of this. All right, is 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 this crime factor? I see I see a lot of the um, the imagery. We all see it of what's happening in these cities, and it's and it's played right over into the suburbs now. It's right into the suburbs as well. It's everywhere. And you're seeing the stats, which is all placed to this Soros thing and these wicked DAs and what they're doing. And Sergeant Betsy Smith is with us as well. And um, Sergeant Betsy Smith is a spokesperson with the National Police Association. And, um, you know, Betsy, I got to tell you here, um, people still don't understand how bad this is back to the Soros connection of the DAs and the crime. It's, but it's decimating our way of life and our cities. And there's no way we're going to have a great country without great cities. Yet everybody is overlooking this at this point. Homelessness is running, crime is running. Speak about this. How bad is crime from what you see there and the numbers and data? Where, where are we trending right now? What's happening? Well, I'll tell you, Malcolm, and this does go directly to the Soros installed prosecutors, starting with Kim Fox in Cook County, Illinois, which is Chicago. And uh, now there's about 70 of them. You know, there's two guys from the Heritage Foundation that are just coming out with a book called Rogue Prosecutors. And they talk about each one of these prosecutors very often the soros organizations come in and install a prosecutor with about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars because nobody pays attention to who their county prosecutor is going to be who's running etc etc and it has a direct effect on the crime rates of this country you know we just came out with the 10 most dangerous cities in the u.s uh there was combining violent crime rate and property crime rates And guess who's number one? Of course, St. Louis, Missouri, not Chicago, by the way. The Soros-installed prosecutor there, Kim Gardner, Mm -hmm. just got ousted by state government. But then we can look at Detroit and Baltimore and Memphis and Little Rock and go on and on. And it is a combination of homicide and other violent crime. And then what you were just talking about a few minutes ago, and that is retail theft. Mm -hmm. We also have to look at the extraordinary rise in carjackings. Hold on, stay right there a minute. Now the carjackings, that's frightening, Betsy. That's frightening. I I see visuals of you're in these cities or what have you, and you can't even leave your car anymore anywhere. 
they're smashing, grabbing everything, taking everything. I mean, this is sick, isn't it? Well, sure, because we have we have no value for life. We have no value for the property of others. And then there's no punishment for committing these crimes. Which is and what the DAs are doing. That's what they're that's doing. Exactly that's what their intent it. is. Which is what which is what the Soros Open Society Foundation for Human Rights and Equality for Everybody. Hurrah, hurrah, hurrah. That's what they're for. I mean, to decimate our life. It's crazy. Well, it, it, they want to bring anarchy, Malcolm, and anarchy. that's exactly what's happening. We can go back to 2020 and the death of George Floyd, and there was all this talk about, you know, yeah. this was all about saving black men and this and that. And yet right now, even though uh, black people, men, women, and children are 14% of the population in the United States, they are more than 50% of the homicide victims in this country. So how many... Uh, especially young black men are dying because in the name of St. George Floyd, we have now installed more rogue prosecutors, more Soros prosecutors. We have less police officers. We have bail reform, quote unquote bail reform, which just means no cash bail. It means that people can commit crime after crime after crime after crime. And there seems to be no recourse no punishment and that's the society that we currently live in it our criminal justice system is now a very criminal centric system and the crime victim is getting pushed aside and and all in the name of punishing the police and and uh and basically pushing that false narrative that somehow American law enforcement is the problem. Somehow American law enforcement mm. is the danger mm. to our communities. Wow. Wow. I mean, I can't even chomp what you say there. And, and, and you know, friends, you, you're here, Sachin, Betsy Smith, Dave Smith there, but you, you know, you hear um, what Betsy's saying. I mean, and then they paint this narrative, this picture, blaming law enforcement to hold the peace you know, to do what we ask them to do and to go into dangerous situations, put their own life at risk. For what? For what? And now we see what's transpired with all of this. It's all crooked. It's all corrupt. I mean, there's an assault right now. It's an assault on, on dignity. It's an assault on human life. It's assault on the American way of living. And uh, it's... Uh, it's so egregious what's taking place right now. It's uh, it really, you know, this is something I'm very passionate about. I've been talking about it for years, our uh, American cities. It's just something that I don't hear a lot of people really talking about it in the way that it needs to be talked about. And even years ago, I seen this coming. I seen this coming. And I knew that there would be a moment of collapse where we it was not sustainable anymore. And that's what life is churning about in some of the cities that uh, and Betsy was just talking about. That's exactly it. I mean, she mentioned St. Louis, Missouri, but also, you know, uh, it was the same thing with New Orleans. I mean, it's a third world cesspool. I mean, I, I wouldn't travel there anymore. You know, same thing. The other, you know, the other beautiful market that these are these were all they trade places to be in number one. The other one that's got a high crime, it was just pointed out to me this morning, in fact, from somebody, uh, is Asheville, Asheville, uh, North Carolina, Asheville, Asheville. I mean, by golly, you know, uh, I mean, it's like uh, 
these beautiful markets and they're being turned upside down. So there's something else at stake here. And, you know, you look at all this at the surface, but something else is transpiring here. And I, I just can't stress enough that we have got to wake people up. And to this uh, to this new world order that has taken place that we don't want any part of, and it's uh, it's it's swallowing it, it is swallowing America whole is what it's doing. It is swallowing our way of life, and it makes you sick. It really makes you sick. I I don't I can't get on and pretend anymore. I can't get on the microphone and pretend that this is okay or it's you know. You can't pretend it's that bad. Um, and it's all, it, it, everything in life is timing. You know, it's all timing. Wrong place, wrong time, you're dead. That's, I said this the other day to somebody. I said, it's it's timing. Life is timing. Wrong place, wrong time, you're dead. Isn't that the way it is? I worry about a set of my kids to college. You know, I worry about it if they go off to the movies. <laughs> Anytime you're in the public square, and even in your own home, let alone the public square, you take your life into your own hands. So you just see what that's going to look like 10, 20, 30 years from now. Do you see what I'm saying? You see, if there's not immediate pushback. And what I started with and what I said, unless the current political class in these markets is unseated, and that means, friends, if this Soros deal is putting in $100 billion, well, I think good people better come up and fess up and put $200 billion in and fight them back. We need to double their money. That's almost what needs to happen here. Whatever this Soros people put in, we need to double it up and double. Put, in other words, let the good double up over the evil and push back on these says, you know, you're not going to do it. In other words, and fight these political campaigns in these cities and markets to get credible, intelligent, good-minded district attorneys in there that will hold the rule of law. That's where it needs to happen, right there. And, you know, a lot of the stuff has to happen at the local level. It's the local level it has to happen at. Everybody's concentrated on the Fed. The federal government, they're so far gone, people. They're on, they're on you know, they're on such a high crack addicts that federal government is they can't even help themselves anymore it's got to come back to local governments local level and states rights the 10th amendment that's where it's got to come back to and that that's what we got to do here friends we got to push back on this whole thing it's a bleak future if not and it's sad to say but i've been if you're having children today and you care uh, you need to pay attention because it's happening in our lifetime that's what's so scary it's happening in our lifetime I, I I have a hard time fathoming this, that we're here and this is happening. And we're all running around like it's a normal behavior or something. <laughs> There's nothing normal about this, people. Nothing normal about what's transpiring in our country, in our lives right now. Hmm. Well, we're going to return in just a moment with Sergeant Betsy Smith and Dave Smith. And, you know, they're they're... They're important. Their their voices are so important. I think right now they're clarion voices for today's uh, trauma. Understanding what's going on out there. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, it's important to have these kind of voices out there so we can uh, rally the troops and get people to pay attention here as to what's going on here. 
Now, friends, we're doing a lot of heavy lifting back at AmericaOutloud.com. We need you to as well and get back there and share the out loud truth. Uh, you know, it's funny. When we launched this thing in April 2016, where we just crossed the seven-year threshold uh, just, uh, just last month, hard to believe. But uh, the whole thing was to take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. That was the mantra. That was our commitment. And... Uh, and we say, right, it's right at the top of America Out Loud, celebrating seven incredible years, working to restore liberty and justice to our beloved America. We'll take a quick pause. We'll join you just on the other side. You're listening to the voice of a nation. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com. Seven amazing years. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free, love it, or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Sergeant Betsy Smith and uh, Lieutenant Dave Smith, actually, as well. And uh, keeping it real, Betsy, uh, and I, I say to you first because you give me a response, but I, yeah, you know, it's, I think you've known me enough to know I'm very much, I'm, I am an optimist. I've always been an optimist, but it's very hard to be optimistic with these sorts of signs and what we're dealing with right now, Betsy. We are turning into a, it's a Wild West uh, sort of uh atmosphere out there in the public square and it's uh how do people how do we rationalize this how should people rationalize this sort of environment and and you know and and have some discipline and have some um equity in the game here that we're still living in a country that matters that's hard to do betsy well, it is hard to do. And and what people need to do is to pay attention to what is happening locally. You know, I, I'm here in Tucson, Arizona, and I can look at the uh, high homicide rate in New Orleans or the doubled homicide rate in Washington, D.C. But, but I'm going to also look around at my own neighborhood, my own community. So that's what we want people to see this from a national perspective, but then also as a local perspective, how is my police department doing? What is my prosecutor doing? You know, how is my family affected by violent crime? That's one of the things that we often talk about is, 
you know, a lot of these politicians, I believe, and these activists would be uh, more invested in stopping crime in this country if they were more affected by it. But very oh, you often, mean like in a personal from personal? Yes. You mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and of course we don't wish ill on anyone. Well, hold on. Now you say that, but just stop right there now. But you're right. You bring up a valid point, and I sometimes hear this where people something happens to them and they wonder why or how come. But you know, Bessie, sometimes uh, there is a reality to this, and you know, no, it's not about wishing anything. Uh, that's I mean, nobody. I don't know that we want to wish any harm or evil, but. You know, there's a lot of good people there that are being traumatized right now and abused. And if it's got to happen to anybody, Betsy, I'll tell you what, you, I think you're right. It's uh, maybe if they get a wake up call or something happens in their life to wake them the hell up. I mean, how else are you going to fix this? I mean, how, how does this? Let me, Dave, let me ask you something. This just straight out. This doesn't fix itself. Let's just cut to the BS here. This doesn't fix itself. So step back a minute for me. Now, be, be keep it real. What do you think at this current trajectory right now? I, I don't know what you're going to say, but just tell me right out. What does this look like? What ser Seriously, right now, where we are, what does this look like 10 years from now? What, what, what does it look like, please? Yeah, Blade Runner is what it looks like. You know, my problem is this. I'm, I'm 70, about to turn 71. And I've been in law enforcement my whole adult life, and I've never seen it as bad as it is today. And one of the things that the, these people who are sitting on their couches listening to us going, mm, cluck, 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 boy, that Malcolm's right. I wish somebody do something. If you don't get up and do it, folks, nobody is. That's the whole problem. Americans have sat around, and you blame your cops. You blame the president, our president. You, you blame the Republican Party, and it's not. It's America. You, the whole country's got to get fed up. Now, about the mid-90s, if you remember, Malcolm, even the Democrats were so pro-crime control because it got so bad, a guy named Biden sponsored the crime bill. Yeah. And in it, he talked about super predators, all these things we know today. And now we're seeing them come back. It's like we're, it's like the Democrat Party's learning disabled, and the Republicans have been enablers for that disability. We got to stop it. You folks, quit tolerating it. Look at what Florida has turned around dramatically. Their elections, their crime rates, simply by reestablishing a party, a, a solid party, civil standards, and that's what it takes. And frankly, folks, pay attention to who you're voting for and where you give your money. Yeah. Dave, do you think Florida with DeSantis is based on what you just said? You're saying that it's a good I mean, I think you're saying it's a good role model for the country based on the current premise. Uh, exactly. I think that is the model we need to. I'm trying to get the Arizona people to follow that Florida model. Yeah. Let's get control of our elections. Yeah. Let's reinforce the law. You know, all DeSantis did, love him or hate him, was enforce the law use common sense about the medical issues which those of us very early on were saying wait what they're saying about this plague is not true and he had the the courage to go and follow up on what he knew was common sense we actually went there in the middle of covid just to live freely and we are from arizona yeah 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 betsy i want to ask you something here take your police hat off for a moment for me okay all right just as a, as a as a woman, as a mom, as a person, as a somebody out there who would be that mom, that woman, that somebody, some other American. 
what do you would you first of all would you have a child in today's world and what do you see ahead really i mean in today's world where we're headed what do you see well first of all i would tell any woman who wants to have a child that that was the most important thing that i have ever done as a woman and i've had quite a career um so yeah i would we need people to have children but we need people to get involved in what is happening in their local communities. And, and to go back to what Dave was talking about in Florida, one of the things that DeSantis did that we need nationwide is he supported his law enforcement officers and he also took on the few woke prosecutors that he had in certain areas. And even in Democrat-run cities in Florida, the police were supported. They were funded. They were not defunded. You know, we've got a president telling us that white supremacy is the biggest crime problem oh, in this yeah. country. Uh, and yeah. we all shake our head and we all know it's not true. He knows it's not true. But we have been so supine for so long because and this is not a Republican or a Democrat issue, but this is just an American issue. Most Americans just want to go live their life. But now you can't live your life in so many areas of this nation. Forty five of the top, of the biggest cities in this country, Malcolm, have had their homicide rates go up by at least 10 percent. People who don't feel safe aren't free. People who don't feel safe to move around their communities, to drive their car without worrying about carjacking to send their kids to school without worrying about a gang shooting. Those people aren't truly free. It's time we took back our American freedom. Yeah. There's a, a lot of people believe there's a takeover. The, people feel Americans believe that something bigger is at play here. Uh, when you start to connect a lot of the stories we're talking about guys, and a lot of this, this drama and it's so extreme and it's not just one thing, it's everything. And then you look at the corrupt Department of Justice, the corrupt FBI, and the, the just the corrupt system we live in today. And the again, as I spoke about on the weekend on Viewpoint, the the, the lady is not blind. She hasn't been blind in a long time. Uh, I mean, she just hasn't been. And when you see all of this and you start to add it up here, it's frightening what's transpiring in our nation uh, and that people are asleep at the wheel and they don't really grasp. We are losing it. We are losing this country. And when you look at all of the signals and the signs right now, uh, it's very difficult to be an optimist. It's very, I, it's, I'm, you know, guys, I'm not, uh, <laughs> I, I'm no longer optimist about the future of our nation. I'm not optimistic about the future of our world. I'm in my core an optimist. But I'm no longer an optimist about what's ahead. Isn't that pretty sad, Dave? What do you yeah, think? You know, I it's funny because you know I study political violence and I study yeah. civil unrest and and you know every single tripwire you can trip to trigger a people. The Democrats and our our political system is done, and yet we still have not been triggered, and that says something about our high level of civilization. But it's degrading rapidly. But is that a good thing or a bad thing? Hold on. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? You know, that's a good question because we've tolerated this. You know, what, folks, what, you know what Malcolm's talking about is taking your moral authority away. And that's what they do. They take it means all your values don't count. What you believe in doesn't count. Your moral authority, once they've taken it away from you, you're a subject. You're no longer a citizen. And that's what Malcolm's warning us about. And I'm warning you. 
You want to be a citizen? Stand up for yourself. That's what citizens do. Stand up for what you believe in. You know, and this is the thing, Malcolm, you're trying to empower them. And I, and that's exactly what this, you know, you and I and Betsy, we've talked about super predators in the past, but everybody ignores them. Do something, folks. Complain. These are these people you see that YouTube videos and you shake your head. Well, you got to put prosecutors in, city managers in. You need to put in mayors. It starts at your level, folks. This is where the real degrading of our society began. This low quality of urban mayors, this low quality of prosecutors, low quality of chiefs of police. Stand up, folks. If you want to keep your country, you need to start fighting politically. Otherwise, we're going to end up fighting physically for our own freedoms. It's terrifying to me as a law enforcement person who studies this. We have we have miraculously avoided it, except from the left, which then the propagandists tell us are peaceful riots. Yeah. Boy, there's so much you say there, Dave, and there's a lot more ahead uh, you and I, I'm just seeing now, back to your background of political violence, you're exactly right. And, and you know, I hear people using the word, it, it, you know, not so much revolutionary war, but it was even brought up on the weekend with uh, some really smart people, really smart people about it's a, you know what they call it, Dave, a revolutionary moment. It's a revolution, whatever, in other words, in our minds, it's a, it's a, it's a real moment of choice. It's a revolutionary moment. Does that make sense? Yeah, but I wouldn't even call it, I would call it a reestablishment of a constitutional republic. We have lost those values. And they took, you know, this is the thing that's so frustrating to me, because when I try to discuss this uh, within my retirement law, law enforcement retired community, many of them are quite cynical. They're with you. Absolutely. We're, we're past that point of no return. We're in that revolutionary mode. And it's frustrating to me because you and I have people we love and we care about. We never want to see hurt. No, but the no. way it's going, I mean, you don't want your child or your grandchildren growing up in a Mad Max world. And that's what the nihilists. What yeah, the but we're, we're happening. It's happening. Dave, exactly. It's, it's happening, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, we're, I, we're I right said, there. what would it look like 10 years from now? And you know what I mean? Exactly. And, yeah. It's exactly. not pretty. It's not pretty, man. We're, we're being decimated by the moment in these conversations. And it's. It is very, and this is a conversation that it's so raw to me, which is why I, 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 you're, and you picked up on my vibe, Dave. I appreciate that, but it, it really is a raw conversation to me. You know, I, I'm not going to be some falsified cheerleader on here. You know, it's like, let's get to the core of the truth of what's really taking place here. Listen, I see what's happening. I see all the headlines. I see everything transpiring here. Um, it's, it's, it's pretty bad stuff here. I think, uh, Sergeant Betsy, last word with you. It's, um, it's, it's. You take all of this and you, you, you step back a moment and knowing how well, how grateful we are that we know we live in. Yeah. We know we live in a. We have lived in. A, I have to rephrase my words again, Betsy. We have lived in an amazing country. I can't say that we live in it right now. I mean, it's we're taking on some pretty bad stuff now at this point. And the corruptness just alone of our federal governor, Department of Justice, would lead me not to be able to say uh, Ronald Reagan's vision of this country. I can't say that anymore, Betsy. I can't say it. This thing is as corrupt as the, it's, it smells like a bad piece of cheese. Um, so tell me here, uh, the solution for moving it forward has uh, got to be a lot of things that Dave said. But I mean, we've got to engage people. We've got to get people to care and to be passionate and to be able to make a difference. How do we do it, Betsy? How do we do it? Well, one of the things we need to do is we need to get our church communities back involved in the political process. 
Mm -hmm. um, people of faith. I mean, just imagine, Malcolm, if people of faith all went out and voted for platforms that paralleled their faith, that mirrored their faith. We've got to do that. We've also got to understand we are still living under the United States Constitution and we have a right to defend ourselves. We have a Second Amendment right. The people of this country need to, if they desire, arm themselves, train themselves and be prepared to protect themselves because law enforcement officers can't be everywhere. There is a lot of hope Malcolm, but yeah. people have got to make their own hope. They've got to make yeah. their own optimism. The real definition of optimism is I deserve a positive future. I want everybody mm. listening to this to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I deserve a positive future? Do my kids, do my grandkids? Then do something about it. Stop sitting on the couch, yelling at the TV, yelling at the radio, get up and do something, something, take control, take control back of this yeah. country, because pretty soon it's going to be too late. It's going to be too late. That's it. You you hear the voices there. Now you know out there why I love Sergeant Betsy Smith and, and Lieutenant Dave Smith, why I just adore them. Now you know why. Now you know why. Let that all seep in for a moment here, you know. It is important, friends, that we engage. It is important we start to make change at the local level. That's how it works. It is important states' rights have to come back into power. Federal government has to be minimized. Uh, it is out of control. It's all out of control. These outside influences like the Soros, uh, they just need, that needs to stop. That needs to stop. And we need to take control. We, the people, you know, that's it. That's it. And 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 there's and there's a plan for that. There's a forum for that. This is how this thing happened. Our frame, there's there's things in play. There's things in place in our constitution that give us the control. It, it, the federal government is not, they're just out of control, out of control. They got to be put back into control. The Department of Justice, the FBI. And this, these are a lot of bad seeds. It's it's the bad amongst us. They're bad seeds. By far and large, people are good. And I know Bessie and Dave will agree with me here. People are, by far and large, they're good. Uh, good always prevails here. Good always takes over evil. I'm telling you, uh, absolutely. But, you know, there's a point of reckoning here where we can no longer come on here and pretend that everything's okay. I can't do it. I, I, I love people. I love our country. And Dave, Betsy, and I are on the same page. I mean, we just, we, we, our goal is to put justice where injustice is. Do you understand that? It's to right the wrongs. I love that. I love, that's, that's my mechanism. That's my rallying call. That's my existence. That's America out loud right there, friends. That's exactly it. Thank you for joining me on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud, America. America.